Hello, lovely people. Today I'm sharing with you my interview with Bridget. So when we started working together, Bridget mentioned the work she really wanted to do was on time and how it was gonna be a really big fucking deal. We should just like do it later. So if you feel like you cannot get a handle of time, you are going to want to listen and learn how Bridget really mastered it. She also shares a story, we call it the great fuck up. And if you have fucked up, or you are afraid of fucking up, you will love listening to what happened to Bridget and learn from how she handled it. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Good. Just so everyone knows, we just finished a session together. And at the end of it, Bridget actually told me that I was one of her goals to be on the podcast as a success story. And what's amazing about it is that we are only, like we've been coaching together for 12 weeks. Yeah. So it's not even, you didn't even have to get all the way through working together to be a success story. Yeah. Which is cool. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what brought you to coaching and what you were working on with me. Well, I, uh, I have a, I run my own business as a book conservator, making boxes for museums and libraries and private collectors. And I came to coaching because my, my business felt really hard work and really heavy. And I was really in scarcity mode about time and money. And it was a slog. Yes. And you're also being modest here because Bridget's actually the best at what she does. And that's been one of the most fun things about working with you. It's like the talent is there. It's just the story and the drama that was holding you back. Yeah, that was a really interesting thing was that I had got to a place where I'd achieved an enormous amount and become like the go to person for what I do. But still, I felt a fraud and not good enough and I wasn't making the money I wanted to be making and all and I wasn't organizing my time all the things I felt they should be different and they were yeah because we think once we get to that place then automatically magically we're going to feel more confident and then we're going to start negotiating better pricing as though it's just like a rite of passage instead of like you being the person to create those results. Yeah, totally. I really thought that would all happen. And it wasn't until you pointed it out to me that I saw, oh my God, none of that has happened. Yeah. Even though I've got to the place I want to be, none of that has happened. Exactly. And then I remember one of the first things that you said to me that you even wanted to work on was even like eating less sugar. Like that seems like so long ago now because we've done so much, but it's really like, all the little distractions along the way. I want you, and you literally just um, shared some with me, like share with everyone watching, listening, what you think have been some of the biggest things that you've accomplished during the short time we've been working together. Oh, um, without a doubt, uh, my time scarcity. So uh, when lockdown started, my immediate first thought was, oh no, I'm not going to have enough time to get everything done. Even though work had stopped, we'd just been giving, given a huge, you know, eight weeks of time when we had to stay at home and do nothing. My first thought was, oh my God, that's not enough time. 
get things done. And uh, time was one of the first things that I wanted to work on you with because I just didn't see how I could fit everything in. And I had scheduling problems yeah. with my client's work and um, I just wasn't on top of things. And it was just the yeah. thought, I, I haven't got enough time. Yes, that and then last week. Well as yeah. um, work is hard. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. I've got to put the hours in. Work is hard. Yes. And those two things have been transformative. Definitely. And it's so interesting because even last week you said, I've been working on this for two years in terms of your timing and your scheduling. And you're like, and now it's done. And when we actually started, we didn't even start with time. We started with the sugar and then we started with finding your ideal clients and getting you earning more money. And then two weeks ago, you said, okay, I'm ready to take time on. And within two weeks of committing to doing the work, it was like you were scheduled, you were taking an hour off during the week, you were taking an hour for thinking time, like all the things, even you were investing time you put time in your schedule to invest in perfecting a method that you've been using for years so that it would take you less time in the future. That you started using your time as an investment that's going to give you returns in the future instead of what do I need to get all done today and there's 20 tasks that I'm working on and I'm juggling all of them. It was really like you started to feel in control with time as though time is yours to be played with instead of time is playing you. Yeah, totally. I thought I had to do as many hours as possible working at the bench in order to make the money I want. And that was one of the biggest things I wanted to change was the sense that uh, I didn't have time to take off any time for thinking or planning or any of that, because every hour away from the bench was time not earning money. But uh, that has completely transformed actually. And now I can be much more productive in the time that I allocate to the bench. And then yeah. I also allocate time to myself and doing things I want to do. And also to thinking and coming up with uh, ways of doing things more efficiently. So I also want to mention the fuck up because there was a time when we were working together where you had a fuck up with a client where, you know, you'd said, <laughs> where you'd said it was going to be ready by a certain date. And then actually, you know, they asked you to drop it by the next day and you went to drop it at the weekend. Like tell a little bit about that story and not just what happened, but the positives of what happened afterwards and how you reacted to it. Yeah, so I had a client that I do lots of work for, and this particular job was something for him personally, not for his business, which I also do. And because he said the word personal, I bundled that into the, that doesn't matter, there's no timescale on that, which is how I used to treat my own personal activities. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked me, to do it by a certain date and I even lied and told him that I'd done it and I hadn't because it was still in the that's personal that doesn't matter sort of section and then when he said can I have my things back tomorrow and I hadn't even started them that was when it got really serious and I did the work for him in 
and this was when I was coaching with Vicky and I had already learnt the mindset of just getting on with things and mm -hmm. I did the work really quickly really without any drama I just got on with it did it did it all perfectly which was also great because um, no mistakes mm -hmm. and then I said I'd drop it off to him in the process of dropping it off to him he rang me up and was quite cross with me and that also was fantastic because it made me sit in the consequences of my terrible scheduling and that was the thing that made me say this can never happen again and when I got to the client I apologized I made it all better the work was exactly what he wanted so that helped and I really worked to make sure that in fact the relationship was was better than it had been previously he now knows that a i was honest with him and mm -hmm. he now knows that i'm honest with him mm -hmm. and therefore trusts me more mm -hmm. and also while i thought i'd blown any more work from him he says there's more to come so but it yeah. was a massive learning curve for me which has transformed and made me completely change the way I schedule my work. It was a real win from a terrible, <laughs> terrible failure. Right, but it's like the lesson, what I loved about the whole thing was the lesson was way more valuable because then you started to implement shifts in how you deliver work to other people and now you set a schedule and a deadline in your offer and it's like, in, like it's professionalize the whole experience for any client so it's not just him that benefits and you that benefits it's any client that works with you and you had your own back in a failure it's so easy when we fail to spin into self-judgment and shame and things that don't serve us and instead you handled the situation got a better relationship with your client more trust and aren't you now going to go speak about this story and about making mistakes in a professional body Yes, yeah, and I'm going to use this one to show people what you can get from a failure. I mean, when he rang me up and was really cross with me, that was really interesting because I've always considered myself to be, um, uh, what's the word, uh, confront, com I don't like confrontation and, uh, and I've always been very averse to that. But when he rang me up, Previously, six months ago, I'd have given myself a really hard time about that. But this time I just said, no, it's totally, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. He's supposed to be cross with me. I'm supposed to take that on board. It's fine. I will just mend this. Yeah. And then you kept in control, even through failure, even through someone else getting mad. And I think that was what was massively your growth and has fed into more confidence for you. Yeah, I didn't give myself a hard time about that at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I really coached myself through it and, uh, and comforted myself through it. Yeah. And that was the only way I was going to come out of it, not being defensive or getting crabby myself. Yeah, and learning how to be in the solution of the problem instead of the drama of the problem. Like problems yeah. exist. No drama about it, it was amazing. 
so good. Um, what would you say to like the version of you six months ago when you were wondering maybe whether to invest in coaching or not? Um, well, I just, I've been doing scholars, but I've been avoiding things. And you can do that when you don't have a personal coach you can do that and i knew i was avoiding things and uh and that is why i decided i need to get someone to call me to account on those things that i'm i'm too scared to uh attempt mm -hmm. and tell people like looking now at what you've achieved in the 12 weeks compared to what you expected to achieve? How would you say those two things? Oh, uh, way in excess. I mean, some of the things that I thought would take, you know, months of hard graft, have taken a couple of weeks. Yeah. Particularly the time thing, the scheduling thing. It was yeah. once I actually really intentionally committed to doing it and because this is something I've always struggled with so I have the intention but to work backwards from actually having the result mm -hmm. which um, I was able to do with this this particular goal and uh, and that made a massive difference actually and um, yeah two weeks wasn't it two weeks I came and, and I said this is the big one Vicky this is the one that <laughs> just never going to be able to. and then two weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah and another two weeker was the calling round people and like you know rebuilding those relationships yeah. within your network and reminding people that you're there and you're talented and all of those things and it was like listen the first time we, we said maybe you should do it the week after it was oh no it was too much i'm not doing it yeah no that i was in a real drama about that i that isn't just a no, that is not happening. And yeah. then in two weeks, I'd started doing it. Yeah, and now you're even enjoying it. Yeah, yes, no, I've made rebuilding connections with people I haven't seen for, you know, a couple of years maybe since the last conference. And now there aren't conferences in, in person. Um, mm -hmm. It's just really nice to ring people up and chat. Yeah. And is there anything else you want to tell the listeners or the watchers, depending if they're watching or listening? Um, I would just really uh, encourage people to invest in themselves. I scouted Vicky out <laughs> long before she her stratospheric rise, and I knew <laughs> I was coming for you. Um, I had to get the money together. And um, yeah, the, it's, it's the pace at which the change happens. And actually having someone that says, hey, no, that's exactly the way it's supposed to be going. When I come in and I say, it's a disaster, I can't do this, it's not happening. And Vicky just says, that is exactly where we're supposed to be right now. And it's just so like, oh God, yes, maybe things are going the right way. Yes, amazing. Yeah, I think that's been like so true of your story. I think like you've created rapid results because you've shown up and been 100% honest 
with me and in our sessions and trusted yourself and been super open. So I think you are an amazing example of like just really hammering through everything that you bring really in like a two week window. We're like next, <laughs> next. And it's like building your confidence as we go. And it's just like been a pleasure to work with you. And I want you to tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. And I'm going to add links in the show notes as well, but tell them a little bit more about your business and where they can find you on socials. Well, I am a book conservator specializing in making boxes and uh, storage for uh, complex objects. So books, manuscripts, scrolls, charters. And I have a website and I trade under the name Arca Preservation and it's arcapreservation.co.uk. And I, uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and yeah. LinkedIn. Amazing. And you are also now training to be a coach. I am. Yes, I am. And that's another thing that I just thought, there's no way I can do that. No way that is happening. Yeah. And then it's happening. So also anyone listening that's in that industry, if you are looking for a coach around that, then you could also contact Bridget for that. So two yeah, things. I really, uh, I want to help craftspeople make money doing what they love. I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And for, for everything. <laughs> thank you you like I really one of the things I really want all my clients to know is that you created the result right you yes yeah but it really helps to speed <laughs> it up it does help to speed it up I think that's the best way of coaching the best way of describing coaching yeah amazing so that's it from us isn't she amazing this is what we do we fuck up then once it's happened we learn we improve and our fuck-ups can 10x our growth when we own it, learn from it, get really honest, and stop beating ourselves up about it. So good. I also want you to notice how she's already living in the result of a goal she didn't even have at the start of working together, which is becoming a coach. Change happens fast. This is what I mean when I say we are stressed about goals that are way smaller than what we are actually capable of achieving. If you listened and you know that you too think managing time is some far out illusion, or you are waiting for someone else to pay you what you are worth, or you spin in drama around failing and fuck ups, then you will want to join my new group program. I will be teaching you how to achieve rapid results without the drama. It's like working with me one-to-one on speed in terms of the results, not the hustle. In fact, one of the many benefits of being in the group is going to be that you get to learn from everyone else's fuck-ups, as well as your own, which is like 10x the learning in a tenth of the time. And as Bridget says, it's not that you can't do this alone. I think you can. It's just the pace at which you want to get it done. So you can apply to join us at vickylouise.com forward slash group. The link will be in the show notes. Bye, lovelies.